You're going off with Rap Critic and Muse. So we were just having a mini discussion. Mini, get it? That'll come up in a second. My wife comes up to me and says, I need more iron in my diet. But when I was telling RC that, I said that she said she needed more iron in her diet. For those of you who haven't seen the clip, it's a clip from the first episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that Casey Jones appears in. Casey hits someone with a barbell and remarks as a witty quip, You could use a little iron in your diet. I'm not able to laugh at that in the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the brutalness of that, like, Jesus Christ, getting hit with a barbell. Oh my God. You know, it's funny. I knew exactly you were going with the steam joke as you were setting it up. I was like, I know exactly where it is going. <laughs> Not for a that- second did I think it was Mr. Freeze. No. Isn't that from Commando? I think it's Commando, yeah. I've honestly I've seen maybe I could probably count the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies I've actually seen on one hand, and that's not one of them, but I've seen enough clips from it that I could recognize them if I needed to. I was a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger growing up. Hold on. Like, he just felt like, you know, the all-American hero. It's like, and of course it's this immigrant dude. with As an Austrian, yes. Yeah. (laughs) But that's indicative of, you know, but it could be anybody, you know? (laughs) It's funny. It's like, okay, so who's our all-American heroes? Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Okay, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme? No. Uh, Stallone? I guess. Right? It's like, what really is this? I mean, I guess he was in, you know, super jingoistic fucking movies, so, you know, I guess he gets it in that regard. Um, He takes that box. But when I think of the 80s All-American Hero, I I sooner, much sooner go to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Commando was like, I think it was only like 84, but it feels like relatively early in the sense of like him being self-aware of like the tropes of the genre that he's in. You know, where it's just like the way he's killing people and, you know, just immediately with the quips and like no processing of the fact that he's just like, you know, killing a bunch of people. He's the all-American man. What was his name? John Matrix. Yeah, just the most American sounding. American, but what, what, where is that from? What, Matrix? That's nobody's last name. The comedian Patrice O'Neill, R.I.P., actually uh, had a bit where he was running down the names Arnold Schwarzenegger had in movies and how completely unfitting of him they were. (laughs) In Predator, he's uh, Major Alan Dutch Schaefer. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, that's a little, a little sort of, you know, European sounding Dutch, you know, like Schuler, you know. Yeah, they're trying to be a little realistic. All right, let's look at let's look at him in Running Man, which you know, okay, is more futuristic, you know. So his name is uh Benjamin Richards. <laughs> that that's where uh, the names start being so American. Benjamin yeah. Richards. <laughs> Total Recall. He has two names: Douglas Quaid and Carl Hauser. Now Hauser, that again, that sounds a little German. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, John Kimball in Kindergarten Cop. I'm Detective John Kimball. Hey, this is a motel. I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. Well, if you're a cop, you idiot, come over here and talk to me, okay? Uh, His name was Howard in Jingle All the Way, wasn't it? Jingle All the Way, yeah. Damn it, Howard. Damn you, Howard. Yeah, I forgot (laughs) about that bit. She tells me I need more iron, so she buys a box of um, Raisin Bran Crunch, only to find out that it's got, like, 10% your daily iron requirement. Guess who has got 100% your daily iron requirement? It's none other than your boy, 
the fucking frosted mini wheats coming the frosted out. Frosted mini wheat. I just got the frosted mini wheats again. <laughs> the fucking dark horse. Who's that? No one expects the frosted mini wheats, but goddamn, dude. Hey, they they serve their purpose, man. Functional. With that extremely irrelevant anecdote out of the way, um, uh, we it have is... our official endorsement with uh, Frosted Mini Week. <laughs> but anyway, it is the last episode of the Going Off podcast before what? Halloween, and you're going to oh. hear it after Halloween, so <laughs> boo, bitch, I guess. So we've got two listener requested album reviews, but boy, oh boy, which one do we start with? They couldn't possibly be more different. I would say we go with the rap one. I would absolutely agree, Lil Dirk, just cause y'all waited first. Requested by Michael Adamvich. I don't know dick about Dirk. I'm just gonna go ahead and get that <laughs> out of the way. I've never fucked with this dude before. This is my first time hearing the guy. Yeah, all I ever listened to was the, uh, this, that shit you don't want, or, uh... What was it? Well, uh, this ain't what you want, nigga. I think that one. That's the one, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I absolutely don't know. I remember Childish Gambino had referenced it on his Because of the Internet album. He's like playing Lil Durk, this ain't what you want. And I remember even then being like, Lil Durk? I mean, okay. Like, you know, like, if you're going to make that as your reference in, in your album, I mean, fine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know, just in general, like, Childish Gambino, it feels like when he references people, it's these people that are like, don't seem to be exactly on his same artistic level. What, well, like Kodak things. Black? Yeah, like, and it feels like a sort of, like, I don't want to say grasp for relevance, but it feels like it's just like, oh, really? The, the person who made Because of the Internet and that's what, what you're bumping on your... I mean, okay. You're bumping Lloyd? I mean, okay. You know, like... What was that fucking <laughs> song you wrote? It sounds like Dirk. You work for a jerk, pop a perk, cause it hurts, but you sure go berserk when you jerk on the dirt. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even mean that for that to be a reference to him. <laughs> you were grasping irrelevancy. No, see, cause I was, I was just using that as a slightly different way to say dick. Cause uh, you see, when the dick is in your mouth, you, you can't necessarily say the word right. You see, that's what I was going for there. So, so now we're talking about little dick. <laughs> little dick. Is that who we're talking about? <laughs> Son of a bitch, it's Dave! I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I've never heard of that song, but I'm gonna reference it anyway, that this is not what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> just cause y'all waited, I sure as fuck didn't wait for this with bated breath. How many more puns? Play on words. You were breathing quite easy. Uh, Can I make... <laughs> yeah, hmm? Quite comfortably. God, this was so fucking boring. Okay, look. Oh my god. <laughs> I just did not fuck with this at all, man. I really do appreciate the personal approach and the stories that he was telling, but my God, beats nothing to speak of. None of these are interesting or memorable at all. Yeah, as I listen to this album, I'm reminded of like other rappers who, you know, there's a lot of people who kind of have like, you know, for lack of a better word, like, the Bone Thugs and Harmony but serious rapper aesthetic going on right now, where it's like you have, like, the very serious keys plinking around in the background, so it's like, oh, this is serious gangster rap, you know what I'm saying? And, but, you know, they kind of get into, like, really, like, personal shit, and I think it's guys like Polo G, I think it's a T... Who is it? T. Greasy? T. Grizzly? Or someone like that that I remember listening to. I was like, oh, hey, like, this is of a certain aesthetic, but I appreciate what he's doing, the, the vulnerability that it's giving off. You know what I mean? There are certain tracks where you get flashes of that. I, I honestly think the first two songs were probably the best examples of it because every, after every song, it, you kind of get that feeling of, 
oh, that's all he had, you know? <laughs> like, have a serious piano playing while he talks about, you know, his his problems, but in a way that's not really that focused, you know what I mean? I seriously thought they used the same exact beat from the first song on the second song. <laughs> Dude, straight up and down. Am I going to have to skip back and double check, but I didn't care. Um, I thought the second track was catchier and had a better flow than different meaning, but outside that, I was like, eh... It's all right. Yeah, and it had a little bit of electric guitar going on in the background on, on the second one. I was like, oh, okay. It was doing a little something. And then they had the one lyric. I, I, I got to just shout this out just because where he says, ain't no back and forth talking on the net. We send you a message. You want the king. You want that tiger head like that nigga off of Tekken. <laughs> Man, like, why oh, wasn't there I, more I, of I that? I appreciate that. I know, right? <laughs> there was like one or two clever punchlines on this whole fucking mixtape. The songs I gave the highest ratings to, to get those out of the way. Uh, Street Affection, 248, uh, that's it. Um, <laughs> well, I was just about to say, uh, track number one I enjoy. Specifically okay. because it, it gives you, but it gives you, like, it starts off giving you sort of really dark images, right? Where he says, uh, yeah. in, in the hook, he's like, uh, uh, where's the love? Where's the love? You know, it's tiring trying to clean blood from a rug. Yeah. Like, just that specific instance of just, like, I'm tired of this shit. And, like, that just really came through saying that. And then, like, right after that, it was uh, the lyric about, like, I know two robbers that said they're tired of sticking up. Like, and the way he says it just gives you that sort of, like, we don't want to do this, you know? And it gives you the reality of what this type of music is, which, you know, usually like a little pump is just like, oh, I'm off the Zanies, I'm off the perk, and it's just like no substance whatsoever, you know? I, I have written down that the first track was giving me the vibe of if we were listening to freshman double XL ciphers and this was Lil Dirks, we'd probably put him somewhere in the middle of yeah. like the bet like it's all right that's really how i felt about most of these songs like yeah they're okay that's how i felt at first I'll, I'll i'll correct myself that's how i felt at the beginning of this album was this guy's okay he's, yeah, he's not fine. really it's harmless i i don't love this i don't hate this it's just kind of whatever up until gucci gucci and that was where i immediately soured yeah. <laughs> You know what's funny? I thought Gucci Gucci was as worse as it was gonna get. It ain't. It's not as bad as it gets. That would be oh, either broke up in Miami or turn myself in. I gave both of those fucking zeros. I just want to say, going to the Gucci Gucci one, I was just like, wow, I would literally rather listen to the Krayshawn song. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I, I listened can't... to Krayshawn's album recently. Outside yeah. of, like, a couple duds, it's kind of catchy and fun, and I think she probably got a bad rap. It's not great. Trust me. Did you hear that? Because uh, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, I actually really enjoyed, like, yeah, the Gucci Gucci song. I went back to my review it's of uh, that song, and I was like, yeah, I, I was cool with it. And then in the comments, somebody said, you know, there's, like, a male rapper who named Speaks who actually wrote, like, the verses of this song, which probably explains why it's so good. And I was oh. Just like, oh, oh huh. god damn it. <laughs> Interesting. It's like the one little bit of because I was saying like, hey, she actually has some flow. The lyrics kind of work. And it's like, oh, but that was done by someone else. And all of her other music isn't as good. Oh. Talking about Three-Headed Goat real quick, that one would have been my highest rated song on the album, hands down, because I thought Dirk delivered. I thought Polo G stole the yes. fucking show. Yes. And little Baby. <laughs> little Baby. <laughs> fucking Little Baby once... could go away. No, thank you. 
what even was the thing he did right before Polo G's verse? I was like, was that a verse? Did he did did he just pass out before he could finish? Like, what happened? It's such a fucking <laughs> shame. He ruins the fucking track for me. <laughs> yeah, and then going to viral moment. Uh, mm. yeah, that was the moment where I wrote down like the su- okay, the super serious piano chords, but toned down for the gangster rap aesthetic. It's starting to blur together. You do that shit again. Uh, what you did, bro, gonna get you a casket. I did shit for niggas without them even asking. I broke pounds for niggas without them matching. I don't fuck with you. I'ma tell y'all now, nah, even though I got it. It's sort of like oh, okay, he's saying a little something about like the loyalty of his friends and stuff like that, you know. And then at the end, he's like, you know, I like I like talking to the streets, man. You know, you got to be the voice. You got to tell motherfuckers, like, real shit. You can't hold back. You got to relate to them, you know, relate to the poverty. And I'm just, like, listening to that song. I was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't think this song was particularly that deep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not stop the track to tell you how noble it is that I'm talking about this deep. No. Like, you know? It was like, I mean, all right. <laughs> Fucking trifling hoes. No. Jesus. There's no, always no. That one song on one of these albums where it's just like, I get it. You're not the most, you know, progressive guy, you know, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, the feminist uh, perspective or whatever. I but, wasn't expecting it from this. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where it's just like, first of all, the song's called Tribal. Doesn't even have yeah. a catchy hook, which I know that sounds like a like a bad way to kick it off. But he, he, let's be honest. Most stuff that's kind of problematic, you could at least be like, ah, but I was bobbing my head, though. You know, like, <laughs> but this is just like, oh. Uh, no, this is nope. just bad, and there's not even good music to to mask me from the fact that it's, you know, awkward. I can treat you like a clown, bitch. You waiting on a purse. I can really put you bound, bitch. Uh, you waiting on the first. Told me how many niggas you fucked. I said, Hoo! and you hear like a whistle going on in the background. I'm like, oh, whoa. She she sure is getting around, you know. It's like, you tell me how many dicks you sucked, and I'm like, whoo, and they did the whistle again. And so I was like, uh, yeah, freaky bitch said we should take a turn. Uh, yeah, then he starts talking about money randomly, and then he goes like, oh, uh, uh, bitch, you can't lie to me. You can't tell me what can't fuck you was acting so unsure we was taking turns huh and then you know damn well i fucked your friends bitch you got the nerve uh you was trying to catch us up when you had the word answered the phone when he was calling damn that made her nervous uh he ain't even know i was at her crib i'm like damn i'm dirty you know just sort of like oh look look at how i'm banging all these chicks behind these guys backs you know and and then it's just like it like these lyrics came so fast that i immediately was just like so you're shaming these chicks for having too much sex being deceitful or or is it okay to do that and getting as much sex as possible is okay and it's all right if you deceive people because like you you just said it (laughs) like oh i don't give a shit that uh you know that i'm fucking this girl is and you know her man's on the phone but then early it's scandalous ass bitches am i right always just wanting to it's just like uh, the dude like (laughs) just all i want is just a little self-awareness you know maybe just a line where it's just like oh man you know maybe we're not so different you know just some sort of fucking awareness (laughs) you know what i mean but it's just this pure idea of like oh, I'm getting as much pussy as I can and pff, scandalous hoes just trying to use me for it's like what? <laughs> it's so fucking typical and it's not yeah. anything new on the concept anything clever and then internet sensation uh, trying such a grab for the radio song you know oh god yeah good fucking luck <laughs> No but way. It's so, it's so not committed enough, though, because it's like, you know, to make a love song, hey, you got to at least sound like you actually, like, care about the relationship or whatever, you know? And then j- just the fact that, like, the mentality of how this relationship is probably going is kind of given away with one lyric where he's like, got to raise the roof for the people that don't let the net ruin their relationship. Yeah. Oh, I got to raise the roof for the females who won't listen to another bitch. And it's like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to raise it up for the women who don't listen to their friends about 
about uh, how their relationship might be kind of shitty, you know? Why would you put this song after Trifling Hose? I don't get that. Right? It's the, like, what? I'm so, uh, like, now we're going to talk about some good relationships. So what? <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Fucking stop it. I got big time freestyle vibes from Trifling Hose and Doing Too Much and not in a good way. Like, clunky, didn't really seem too well thought out. But man, I feel like I've just been biding my time till we fucking got to Broke Up in Miami because I got to. (laughs) I gotta read this. I don't want to read this, but I've got to read this. And I'm sorry for everyone who's about to hear me read this, but here's a warning now. Oh, God. Put my dick in her oven. Mm. Loyal to my bitch, won't put my dick in her buddy. Hmm. She done flew to Florida with all her buddies. Hmm. Flew out, she stopped texting me all of a sudden. Hmm. She texts me, say I'm embarrassed like her in public. Hmm. I can't lie. I can't lie. I thought about you in customs. Hmm. She, she fell in love with me, not my money. Hmm. She tell me keep going when she coming. Hmm. I'm trying to put a boy in her tummy. Hmm. Just, just the fact that one lyric at one point in particular, because I remember having a moment of like, man, this sounds really good. Is this going to be a, and then like, I'm barely able to finish that thought in my mind and then put my dick in her, in her oven. And I was like, oh, oh. (laughs) And then, so like, I'm already (laughs) laughing. I'm already like not able to take this seriously. And then randomly she texts me, say I'm embarrassing her in public. Hmm. It's like, Maybe there's something to this. Hmm. Maybe she's got a point. Hmm. It's just like, okay, if you're saying something like that, I'd be like, there's a very big part of this relationship maybe you're not paying attention to. Man, he would have been able to skirt by without me even batting an eye if he didn't punctuate every fucking line hmm hmm like he's really Hmm. thinking about it Hmm. but not enough to actually possibly change his behavior it sounds so corny too the way he does it it's so fucking it's embarrassing yeah I can totally see that he would be the type to embarrass someone in public He's like very faintly here going, where, 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 where? And I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be going like, why, why, why? But he just sounds like a baby. <laughs> He's like, where, 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 where? No. I got a two, by the way. Yeah, I got a two. Like a generous two. Like, yeah. Man. Man, and it started out kind of promising. Like, right. I would have been able to let it slide, man. But there's a couple on here that just won't let me do it. That is a problem with so many of these, like, types of albums, I have to say, where it's these just like, tapes. you know, yeah, I want to rock with the aesthetic because you're, you know, you're showing me your side of, you know, your world or whatever. And then after a while, I was like, but did you really have anything to say after song number three, you know? So instead, we're going to switch gears right now to... Switch into that old dusty trail. That's right. We, we, we talk about the sad boy of a uh, country today. It is sad boy hours. In fact, it's Orville Peck and Pony requested by Jared Levy or Levi. Either way, still unsure. <laughs> Two weeks before we had, uh, listened to this, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about the history of country and how people tried to, you know, basically uh, wrangle it into, uh, 
you know, be the representative of, you know, American music, you know, to combat against that jazz thing that was going on, you know, you know, that black genre. So listening to that podcast kind of prepped me for this because in it, they were talking about like, man, it sucks that, you know, country music gets so homogenized and eventually it's just songs about, you know, my beer and my truck and, and, and my 10 gallon hat and, you know, it just calcifies on these like exact same sorts of things where it's just like, even if you're not looking at it from like the jingoistic perspective of a lot of like, you know, country songs does, it's just like, it's generic and kind of boring what you guys are doing right now. I'm sorry. Especially in the, concerning the mainstream, concerning the mainstream. So, you know, as I'm listening to this album, I like, I hear the first track and he has this very like soft lilt to his voice. It's, it's Johnny Cash light. Like he doesn't exactly have the same richness uh, in fullness of a Johnny Cash, but like I looked it up and he's like 19. So I'm like, okay, well, you're just not going to have that anyway. You know, it's someone going for not that like typical sound of today, but going for that like outlaw country sort of sound, you know, where it's just like, it sounds like motherfuckers are like, you know, wrestling up cattle and eating beans and shit. You know what I mean? Like it has that sort of feel to it, but there's this new aesthetic that he kind of like gloms onto it with his music where it sounds like kind of, future cowboyistic you know what i mean like there's certain sort of like things feel like uh like a west world forgotten you know like a, a future utopia a, a retro you know world where like it's the future of that world where we're seeing the ruins of this old cowboy place you know what i'm saying and like you know there's one song where like it sounds like you're at a fucking cowboy themed you know uh cowboy theme park and one of the fucking merry-go-rounds starts up but it's really slow and messed up and like the music is really like slow and like uh really reverberating and sounding really scary like there's just a certain loneliness and just like, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Just like this cavernous feel to his music. That's just like, holy shit. And as I'm listening to it, like I hear his voice and it's like, it doesn't have the exact same richness as a Johnny Cash. You know, I'm listening to him like, okay, like, but I see where he's going for it, and he definitely has the range for it, but it's not, like, exactly as full, but then I was thinking, like, wait, this guy's, like, uh, I looked it up, this guy's, like, what, 19 when this album came out, and, you know, Johnny Cash is, like, a grown-ass man, so I'm like, okay, you know what, like, I, I can let that go, because he's doing so much with his voice in so much fun ways, where it's just like, nah, he's, he's gonna grow into the sound, and he, and like, the next album's gonna be even more, like, full you know what i'm saying like you're over here saying you know oh it's like futuristic country it's like westworld i i could easily describe this uh it's just gay <laughs> it's kind of become a cliche because i know like back in the day when people would think like oh gay oh it's like disco everything is like bright and dancey it's all gonna be very poppy what's very funny nowadays in 2020 a common trope of music that's quote-unquote gay is just sad. It's sad and depressing, which is why uh, artists like Lord and Florence and the Machine get kind of presented as like, yeah, this is very gay in the sense that, yeah, it's it's it can be upbeat, but it's also very depressing. Like how a lot of Fleetwood Mac can also kind of rope into that same thing of, yeah, it sounds happy at points, but it's also kind of really fucking sad. I was thinking of the late 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s sort of aesthetic that this kind of had to it. You know, like the Madonna sex thing. Where it's yeah. Like, mm -hmm. You know, the music sounds very cavernous and big, but like it comes directly from those gay clubs. Yeah. There were certain songs like as we got in, I think I saw, I just happened to look up and like it was like track six or something like that. And it felt specifically like reverberating and big. And oh, I saw that yeah. like they labeled it as like shoegaze. And I had that moment where I was like, this 
makes sense. <laughs> like, I, I would actually consider uh, Buffalo Runs to be definitely more of a shoegazy, but I compared it to The Cure. That it's more like post-punk uh, 90s alt than it really is like just like a general uh, shoegaze. I wouldn't say it's like that so much. It's because of that reverberation that shoegaze has, right? Where it's like, it feels like it's filling your ear, your uh, you know, earphones with this full sound that keeps getting bigger and reverberating off of the walls. And he's doing that, but it's for a certain effect. And that's what I like. Like, when we listen to that one shoegaze album from that British band, like, it just felt very generic. Like, all the songs just blended together. But because not only is he going for, like, different, he, like, he's going for different sound aesthetics from song to song at certain points where it's just like, oh, that sounds like, you know, the slow clapping song, but that sounds like the, you know, the the train running through the Western, you know, nation. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds like that type of song. And then there's the other song which sounds like, you know, the, the song that you sing in the saloon when, you know, it's time to let, turn down the lights. Like, he really gives you different colors. So I appreciate that. But in addition to it, like, yeah, it has the shoegaze aesthetic where it's really big and reverberating, but instead of it feeling just sort of generic and like I'm like nowhere, I, I'm given that specific country uh, accent to it. So I'm like, okay, I know where we are. We're in a certain place. And because it has that reverberating off the walls feel to it, like I'm getting this like, yeah, haunting uh, <laughs> gay cowboy, which is just like three words already. That's so much more interesting than whatever the fuck is happening in the mainstream. Yeah, like... <laughs> you went from Dead of Night and Winds Change, which are very, you know, on the trail type, almost like Johnny Cash kind of mm -hmm. throwback, and then to go to Turn to Hate, which I have written Ooh. down that it feels like R.E.M. It's more mm. upbeat. That's where you got the 90s alt. Then you go to like 80s post-punk and Buffalo Runs. Mm. Queen of the Rodeo is a bit of a throwback to the first couple tracks. And then you got Kansas. Kansas remembers me now, which is its own oh fucking animal. We'll Maybe fucking get to that. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, to bring it up first, though, to bring it up first. Uh, have you watched Doom Patrol at all? No, I read a little bit of the comics, but I haven't seen the show. Okay, so I'm not sure how it is in the comics, but um, it, it doesn't have the best plotting in the world, but it gives you a lot of openly queer narratives that, like, we just don't get in superhero films so directly. So, you know, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. And as I was listening to this music, like, I kind of got um, the feeling of, like, it, you know, if Negative Man was into country, you know, the pilot uh, from, uh, the, yeah. Yeah, from the show. Like, it feels like this would be the music you would be saying. You know what I mean? Like, it just so immediately gave me a color that was so specific. There was just like, holy shit, like, I'm just rocking with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Turn to Hate, that was a great fusion pop rock country sort of joint. Like, I fucking love that shit. At first, I was like, I don't know if this fits his style. It's a bit more upbeat, but he fucking sure. sold me on it eventually. Like, it eventually came, like, it pieced itself together, and I was like, nah, he fucking got it. And the <laughs> fucking, the little, you could almost tell that there was a fucking wink when he said, yeehaw, at the end of oh this, my God. like, the least country sounding <laughs> country song on the album so far. He fucking throws in a goddamn yeehaw. It's like, you fucking cheeky bitch. The you way. fucking had to throw oh that God. in there. You knew what you were doing, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay. Oh, and I forgot to mention uh, Buffalo Run and how it speeds up. Like, <laughs> it's so cool. Ooh. Like, you, you know, uh, you hear him saying, nothing but violence. And that little, yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, on the second time listening to it, I was already singing along with that little part, just the, yeah. 
<laughs> These fucking obscure ass lyrics. Hitch a ride on my makeup. I consider it another man's problem. Yeah, head on ride. Strike gold on my eyelids. Got a sister who knows nothing but violence. Ooh. Yeah, head on ride. Oh, <laughs> fucking like, mmm. And then by the time yeah. he gets to the end, his, like, his voice is more intense. He's like, I caught you staring at the sun. Oh. <laughs> Looking up for number one. I was like, oh, Look, shit. <laughs> that's another thing, man. Going to, which song was it? Oh, Winds of Change. He'll do a thing where, even if it's a song that you're not like, you're kind of like, hmm. They become so fucking epic. And like, when he, it, this is one thing I don't remember Johnny Cash doing. Hitting fucking high notes like Orville Peck does. And it's just, it elevates every song of like, well, if I wasn't crying before, God damn it! you got me now. Like, it's that type of shit of, like, it pushes it over the fucking edge. I would say there's no better track that's an example of that, like, Queen of the Rodeo. Is, is I just have Goddamn written down for that one. I'm just like, <laughs> man, fuck. I know this is a reference that not a lot of people are going to get. Maybe some might. When Twin Peaks came back for its uh, revival return season, every episode would end in this seedy kind of, like, backwoods bar and a different band every episode would perform a song of theirs as the credits rolled this album every song just about fits that aesthetic of the (laughs) it's this town where weird fucking shit happens right but yeah there's a little bit of normalcy and you know people just like to kick back every so often even though there's weird unexplained phenomena just happening every so often that no one can explain he fits that aesthetic of a twin peaks which again kind of quintessential with gay culture with just how fucking out there the show is yeah kansas remembers me now we gotta talk about that real quick Dude, best song on the album, hands fucking down. The song is about the Clutter family murders committed by Perry Smith and Dick Hickok in Holcomb, Kansas, 1959. The murders were the subject of the Truman Capote uh, landmark true crime novel In Cold Blood. Again, gay culture. So, <laughs> oh, goddamn Truman Capote, it's I taking see. all the fucking boxes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this song I written down that also it kind of has a vibe that if you've ever played Fallout 4 mm. and you got the radio on and you're just wandering the wasteland to these songs that sound yep. like they're from the fucking like World yep. War II, this has that fucking vibe hands down. Like I said, when I was listening to it, especially when you hear the Kansas remix, it's so laid out. Like like I said, I felt like I was it came into a cowboy theme park, and yeah, like I just walked by the merry-go-round, and the merry-go-round is like still going, but it's slowing oh. down, you know? Like, yeah, it's so cool. Especially at the tail end when it starts fuzzing up, and like oh, really it just degrades around. to nothing. Oh, yeah. so fucking good. <laughs> Ugh, fucking chills. And then to just follow that up with like a kind of intermission oh, oh, traditional river. type track. Yeah, and I was just like, what in the, where am I, where are you taking me? Organ and the big reverb and these harmonies and this bass dirge going on underneath and it's only like a minute long. And you're just like, what the fuck was that? And Wait, why'd you stop? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan of Big Sky, which is oh, unfortunate I, because I that's Big like Sky. 
It's like his most personal, like, he put yeah. his fucking heart into that one. It was like the weakest cut to me. I, did, I still didn't hate it. It's just like, I got like a whole bunch of fucking fives on here, and this is one of the very few that wasn't a five for me. Oh, no, man. This is one of my favorite ones. This one felt like a damn country Pink Floyd or some shit with the. Oh, yeah, I can the see most that. Wide open sort of beat where you're, it's just like a banjo just ever so lightly plucking in that open space <laughs> every now and then. It's so fucking cool. And then, like, I think this is the song with the most, like, sort of. Uh, 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 musical flourishes that really sets you in where you are. Like, there's a part where you hear like a tambourine play really quickly, so it, it sounds like a rattlesnake going by, you know. And right, <laughs> right after he says yeah. like "big sky," and you hear the big chords happen, you hear like a little bit of wind happening. It's just like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so atmospheric. A lot of this album, wonderfully macabre, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> like fucking take you back where it just like has those like whip cracks at the. Oh, I loved it! (laughs) Like, he knew where to use the tropes just right, where it's just like, real quick. I think there was one point where it's like the first verse in the first chorus ends, and like the beat stops real quick, and you hear an old-timey gun go off that sounds like it's like on an old TV from the 1920s from a serial, you know, and then it cuts back into it. It's like, oh, shit, motherfucker. (laughs) And... What's that? Yeah, this is the one where it sounds like an old West train chugging along with the bass and the snare. I don't know that much, but I know about keeping score. And if there's one thing I know for sure, it'd be a long day in hell when I take you back. <laughs> the way he ends it right with that as it goes back into the I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's written down, Orville Peck states that Roses Are Falling is, quote, a love song that is about loving so much, so much that you kind of want to kill him. Uh, oh my goodness. Is <laughs> the quote, uh, the ache inside the hate. I found a way to sit and wait. And now I can't. Your voice, your face, without a trace, I'll wait for you. So fucking, god damn it, man. Can I, I, I don't want to tear down the wall here, but how fucking Fantano just didn't fuck with this album at all? I have no what? idea. Uh, he, he put it in a why you know review there's not even an episode for it and he said that he he didn't like his vocals and he thought it added like nothing to the genre did you uh, even fucking listen to it anthony i don't believe you did i can get it from purely from the angle of there's a lot of great goddamn voices in country <laughs> and to be like yeah it doesn't measure up as much and it's kind of slow uh you know if i'm not willing to invest i'm not gonna get into it you know what i mean but like i just i just can't see how yeah like if you're paying attention really getting into it like you know that's a disrespect i could not <laughs> believe I was like, no fucking way. What was it? Roses are falling. Again, another one of my favorites. And then, oh, like, so he's giving me, getting me along for the ride, you know, using all the tropes, it like just delicately in the right way where it works. You know what I mean? And then, oh, when that third verse, he gives us a little boys to men, sexy talking third verse thing. You know what I mean? Oh, fuck. But, but he integrates it so well. And it's like really quick. You know what I mean? It's really quick too, you know? And and you hear like a little whistling going on in the background. So it sort of adds to like, you know, the little, the little uh, kitschy over the top sexiness of it. You know what I mean? It's just like, this motherfucker knows what to do with these tracks. <laughs> That's another fucking trope of when people try to do the... Sort of like the darling, like fucking uh, like old time Dolly type mm-hmm. country tracks. They they try to do a little spoken word thing. There was a song on Kesha's you you album. Me. <laughs> there was a fucking song on the uh, Kesha album uh, Rainbow mm. uh, that came out. That was like her big return uh, album. 
actually had a fucking Dolly Parton feature on that album. Uh, featured on a song originally performed by Dolly, originally written by Kesha's mom. I don't fucking... <laughs> it's incredible. Anyway, uh, there's a song on that album that is, uh, that's about, like, um, like, I love you, but if I catch you cheating, I'm gonna kill you. And there's a little thing at the end where it's like, I love you. Don't make me kill you. It's like one of those like spoken word things at the end. It's like, that's done well. This one is right up there. The little tagged on spoken word bit. Fuck, man. Does it so well on here. I loved it. Yeah. And then uh, take it back. The, the, the Western whistle comes back once more. Because <laughs> you heard a little bit on a little bit of on, on the last track, and then it's just like, oh, you're going, and it's like a wailing whistle because it has that sort of you know reverb going on to it. So we just ah, it just brings you into this fucking track so well. Fucking hope to die. Oh my god, this is like some uh, fucking. I was listening to this track. I was like, this is some fucking Bette Midler shit. This is some oh, <laughs> that le- just that level of emotionality. You know what I mean? With but with like uh, with that slow dance prom sort of music going on. But I fucking <laughs> love it, man. Oh, what was that one lyric? He says, "Take me back." The words I'd say, I had to whisper, and then this is long pause. Because you liked it that way. <laughs> yes. Way. Oh my god. Yes. Like, that was the sexiest fucking moment. <laughs> fucking. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> I couldn't take it. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then he goes out with nothing fades like the light, which is just the perfect like ending song. You know it's what I'm saying? Such a yeah. It's such a tale and outro yeah. track. It ends with the lonesome whistling, you know what I'm saying, after every verse, you know? It's just, it's just perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm packing up my kit, heading right. on to the next town. Yeah. Man, I hate that Spotify, without my knowing, did that thing where after an album ends, it automatically plays something mm. related. I was like, no! You fucking spoiled... This. You <laughs> you took that moment from me, Spotify. I, I just need needed to silence. end with that, and that was it. You needed to leave yeah. me with my thoughts, and you deprived exactly. me of that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I needed to be left with my thoughts. <laughs> it's not a depressing album. That's the thing. You mm. can have a sad album and it it's not melancholy. be depressing. Yeah. yeah. It absolutely is a big fuck mood. For real. I got a four and a half. It was so, so, so close to a five, though. I I actually would give it that five, man. I think it's just, it's such its own color that it's just like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is its own experience, and goddamn, who else is making this, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a unique throwback. Like Like we said throughout the whole review, it takes these aspects and these... Like, it paints with the colors of the throwback... Like Johnny Cash, like 60s, 70s, a, a little bit of sounds of the, like the World War II kind of like Andrew's sure. sister's style here. And just p- it paints an entirely different picture with these sounds that, man, it's it's so fucking good. It's so fucking yeah. good. I can't say enough of it. Uh, but with that said, uh, thank you so much for listening. That about wraps it up. We reviewed two listener-requested albums on this week's show, and if you are sitting there and you're wondering, boy, howdy, how do I request an album to be reviewed on the show? Well, we've got some pretty good news. 
by the time you hear this, it'll already have been uh, the beginning of the month of November. And lucky you, for the month of November, we are reducing the price of requests as a sort of early Black Friday, Black November type deal. So That's right. Album reviews are now 50 instead of 60, and personally recorded albums will be 60 instead of 70. Yes, and for my Rap Critic episodes, uh, if you want to request those, that'll be 80 instead of 100. And uh, for the Review a New podcast, it will be 40 instead of 50. That's a bargain at any price! Right. What are you fucking talking about? Get out of here! What, what, what are you waiting for? Get, get, get your ass over to the link trees. You don't even have to get off your ass. You just have to click down from wherever the fuck your, your mouse is pointed at right now. You gotta take advantage of these prices, man, because once it is the end of November, they are gone. We are bumping it back up to uh, 60 and 70, so get them in while it lasts. My fucking recording thing skipped. It scared me for a second. Uh, <laughs> like, please, oh, no. <laughs> um, no, no, please, no. <laughs> no, no, please, no. I was just recently listening back to fucking OT Genesis, that goddamn baking soda. I got, I baking, got baking soda. soda. <laughs> oh, no, please, I'm- no. Dude, I'm so sad that I didn't stick around. <laughs> Man, that song's not great, but that other song of his? What? Well, fuck, what was it called? Cut it. Cut oh, it. Yeah. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> you make this too much, but you need to cut it. Cut it. You gotta tuck it. Oh, man. <laughs> fuck it. I love that song. I love Cut It. Dude, I really hate that, that, like, there are so many other, like, boring rappers that stuck around, like, fucking French Montana. It's like, what uh-huh. reason is there to give a shit about this guy? Well, at least that guy sounds interesting, you know? He's gonna say something, so- you want to imitate that, you know what I mean? We haven't got a fucking big-ass single from OG Genesis since 2015? Uh. Come on! That is uncalled for. He had a fucking single called I Look Good that came out last year. I haven't heard oh, it. Oh, I've heard that one. I look good. Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Man, I've been sleeping on OG Genesis. I gotta listen to more of his shit. Wait, hold on a second. Is he the one who did the song Bay? Yes, that's OG Genesis. Look up the song Bay sometimes. It goes like, I look like Bay. Bitch, I look like Bay. <laughs> Man, I miss when rap was fun back in 2015. Now we're just stuck with Young Dirk. Oh man. Um, but, uh, if this is your first time checking us out, all of our old episodes can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, oh, uh, <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> every fucking time. And, and, and everywhere else that you can, uh, <laughs> no, no, I got it. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, right? I think that was it. God, I gotta write these down. Holy shit. How am I forgetting four fucking websites? Oh, man. Uh, as a, I was just gonna say, check us out next week. We're not doing a show next week. Um, uh, we're gonna take uh, our advice and uh, not do a repeat of 2016 when we tried to record a fucking episode the day after the 2016 election. Yeah, we're not uh, doing that again. Oh, uh, yeah, nah. Because I imagine regardless of the results, I'm going to be a bit bummed. So uh, we're going to take ourselves a little vacay next week. And we know we just took a week off, but bear with us. We'll be back the week after that. 
maybe two more requests, unless something else comes out by then. I see fucking Aesop Rock has an album coming out soon, and goddamn. See, here's the thing, it's weird. We almost caved and didn't do requests this week because we saw Clipping and Mountain Goats both released new albums this past this past Friday, and we are like, man, but it's like, ah, oh, we've got so many fucking requests and they're about to lower the price, so we're just gonna get more. So now I'm like, man, am I gonna have to fucking skip that Aesop Rock album? We fucking might have to, and that's gonna break my heart. And we might have to skip uh, your boy Jay Electronica's new album that he was basically bullied by his oh, fans into releasing. No! <laughs> How could this happen to me? It's gonna be kind of racist again. Oh, fucking Jay Electronica. God damn it. Oh, oh man. Sorry, everybody. If, you're, if you want to hear us fucking talk about that shit, you know where to go. It's our fucking Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash going off G-O-I-N-O-F-F. I forgot to say that earlier. Uh, that's how you request albums, by the way. Uh, go to the page and you, you do the damn thing. And we're about to do the damn thing. And by that, I mean, uh, go. In so, <laughs> uh, until next time. For going off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And yeah, I'm stunning like Gucci Gucci, Louie Louie, Fendi Fendi Prada. Them basic cowboys wear that shit so I don't even bother. Ow! <laughs>